of universal empathy, these aspects of the awakened heart that we're going to look at this morning, which is mudita, which is uh, often translated as appreciative joy or sympathetic joy. So classically, it's, it's described as joy in the good fortune of others, but I think it equally includes uh, joy in our own good fortune. It's like the, the self and the other are not really two different things. If we can take in and appreciate our own good fortune, we're able to take in and appreciate the good fortune of others. I was... Uh, looking online at different things about appreciative joy and I found a, a talk that was in Italian and uh, the Italian for mudita is simpatico gioia and uh, that felt to me like a, a really lovely, uh, it just had a lovely ring to it. And interestingly in Italian someone who's simpatico is not necessarily someone who's exper experiencing sympathy to another, it's, it's just the word for somebody who's nice to be around, who we like. And, and that also, uh, it reminds me how um, actually when people are enjoying our good fortune they're very enjoyable to be around. It's like uh, we like people who are on our side sharing our enjoyment of things. So it's natural to be, be lit up by uh, other people's joy when, when things are reasonably on an even keel with us. And you notice this in all sorts of little ways, like, uh, for example, if you see a, a, a dog bounding around, um, wagging its tail, what usually happens for you? What sort of things tend to bring a smile of appreciation to you? On the, on the way down here, the, the train was very full on Friday evening. I guess many of you had a similar experience of getting here. And as I arrived at Newton Abbott, there were people getting off and greeting their friends and family. And it's just really, there's something about seeing people I didn't even know, just uh, rejoicing in, in their reunions that was very moving. I could sort of feel myself vicariously getting a hit of that experience. So this, this is the sort of thing that, uh, this is the territory of mudita. Sometimes we even, this is part of the way that entertainment works or television. It's like we enjoy seeing other people having success and good fortune the things we, we like to enjoy watching. I'm a bit of a, sometimes I quite get into watching MasterChef and the thing I may, mostly like about it is how uh, happy people are when things go well for them. <laughs> and there's something really uh, moving about that and you may have a, another different thing that gets you going like the voice or uh, different things. So... So maybe just uh, take a minute to go inside. Think of something, some, somebody <coughs> experiencing some good fortune that made you smile recently. Just bring something to mind. And notice how that feels in the body as you start to uh, recognize this good fortune.
and you can really linger there and take it in. And our capacity to do this is really, it's really precious. And it's something that we can cultivate and, uh, and increase. It's like we're building, we're building a muscle when we practice attuning ourselves to joy, to happiness. So it's, we're going to focus on this this morning. And it's not to uh, ignore or to deny the, the difficult things that we experience. But this is a, this is a wavelength that's also happening all the time. And we're just putting out our satellite dish or our radar to receive this, this wavelength. And the more we're able to do this, to open up to this kind of wavelength, the more our capacity to be with what's difficult increases. So we're going to put out our joy radar this morning. So mudita is not um, the same kind of happiness as excessive exuberance where you get really excited and carried away. So I, I live in Oxford and uh, the 1st of May there's a tradition of um, people gather on, on Magdalen Bridge at the end of the high street and the choristers go up the tower of the, the chapel and sing at six o'clock in the morning and people stay up all night and get drunk and then tend to climb up on the bridge and jump into the river below which is not very deep and which has a lot of glass in the bottom often so I noticed this year that they'd actually put boards up on the uh, on the balustrades at the, on the bridge to try to stop people jumping off so this, is, this kind of merriment isn't mudita. Mudita is more a sort of joy that uh, actually leads us to a deep sense of calm and well-being. If, it, if it's making you agitated, it's not really mudita. It's a sharing in the happiness of others. Uh, a capacity to be happy that somebody else is happy. So there's a lot of possibility of happiness out there to tap into. The Dalai Lama said that there are six billion opportunities for happiness on this planet. There's a, a lot of a lot of possibility. And the things that, um, that we notice, the happiness that we notice in other people, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that would rock our boat. We can still enjoy other people's enjoyment of things. So you may not be terribly into football or care whether a particular team wins, but when you, you see someone being glad that their team has won, you can be glad for their gladness and I think it's very useful to start this practice from the basic practice or the practice of gratitude 
Gratitude brings a sense of um, fullness, contentment in ourselves from which we're more able to experience the, the joy, to share in the joy of other people. It's, it's more difficult when we're, we're experiencing discontentment or a sense of lack. So again, this, this practice of cultivating our own gratitude or uh, flexing our gratitude muscles is, a, is an important part of Mudita practice. So I think that's enough to say about that for the time being and um, I'll guide us in a practice but I'll first invite you to stand up and have a stretch, move yourself if you need to. So taking some full breaths and just seeing what your body needs to do in terms of stretching. shake. <sighs> Dispelling any sleepiness that's still lurking around. And what would it be to just let your body express a little joy right now? what it's like to be alive and breathing. And taking some deep breaths. Okay, and then finding your way back to a comfortable seat.
So we cultivate mudita because it feels good. And it's also a very... Um, it's, a, it's an antidote to certain other things that appear in the mind. So it's actually an antidote to, to boredom and to apathy. If you're taking a, a joyful interest in something, it's very difficult to be bored. <laughs> and it's also uh, an antidote to envy. So this is something that... Uh, often reveals itself just as our aversion or our, uh, our negativity will reveal itself when we, when we start cultivating metta. So um, mudita can start to reveal the places where it's difficult for us to actually um, feel glad for other people's happiness. So this is just one of, one of the things that can happen. And that's, that's okay, that's a normal part of the practice. doesn't mean that we're not practicing. Um, and I'll give some guidance around this as we go through. So finding a comfortable seat and letting your attention come inwards. And beginning by just coming home to yourself. Bringing some friendly attention to the experience of your body sitting here. How does your body feel this morning? Feeling its solidity and stability. Letting your bones be held. Resting on the earth. And inviting a, a softening, a spaciousness. Letting yourself melt towards the earth that's holding you. And receiving the sensations of your body and friendship.
the comfortable sensations and the uncomfortable sensations. And you might notice any particular part of your body that feels comfortable. If you're aware of any pleasant sensation, however subtle. Maybe the soft touch of your hands. Maybe the movement of your breath. Feeling the life that's flowing through your body. You might even invite a little smile to yourself, an inward smile. smile to the face and a smile to the heart. And just recognizing anything that you feel grateful for this morning. about being here. So maybe some sense of ease or peace, lightness. And if that's not the case, then, then perhaps a sense of appreciation to yourself for having showed up here. An appreciation also of the place and the beauty of the place around us. So just putting out the satellite dish. To receive anything that brings a sense of gladness. 
And then I'd like to invite you to bring to mind perhaps somebody who you know who's experiencing or has experienced some piece of good fortune or happiness. Somebody that you have a memory of being happy. Doesn't mean that they're happy all the time. Nobody's happy all the time. But a memory of a friend or a loved one in a moment of happiness, of good fortune. So take a moment or two to bring someone to mind. And holding this person in front of you in your mind's eye. Picturing the situation. And seeing their happiness. What does it feel like for them to be experiencing this happiness? Maybe seeing their smile, seeing their excitement, their gladness. Their particular, their particular flavor of joy in this instance. So holding them there, steadying this, maybe an image, it may just be a, a, maybe a strong visual image or maybe just the memory, but holding it there. And then you can drop in a phrase and see how this lands. I'm happy that you're happy. You might feel yourself being lit up by their happiness. Or you might not. So just seeing how this phrase lands. I'm happy that you're happy.
lingering with that and the resonance of that. And if you don't quite feel, if it's difficult to feel entirely happy that they're happy, then you can try another phrase. And you might try this anyway. May your happiness and good fortune continue. So holding this wish for your friend's happiness to continue, even to increase. May your happiness and good fortune continue. And you could imagine your friend receiving this wish. And that you're sharing in, sharing in his or her happiness together. And keep noticing what happens in the mind and the body as you do this. So holding this person in your mind's eye and repeating again I'm happy that you're happy. May your happiness and good fortune continue. So taking up whichever one of these phrases you feel more of a connection to. Whichever one feels more appropriate. And offering this to your friend. Acknowledging the different ways in which they're happy. The ways in which they're fortunate in this particular instance.
And when you feel perhaps done with this particular friend or this particular instance, then inviting another person or scenario into your mind. can be somebody you know or somebody that you don't know who you've seen in a moment of happiness. Bringing their image to your mind's eye. And seeing their delight in their good fortune. Perhaps a person who's just received a piece of news that they've been longing for. A person who's experienced a happy surprise. Just looking and seeing how their happiness touches them. recognizing their good fortune. And offering them a phrase. I'm happy that you're happy. I'm happy for your happiness. May your happiness and good fortune continue. Holding this person in your heart, 
and offering your intention to celebrate their happiness. Staying with the intention, returning to the intention. This practice of sustaining, sustaining our attention. And then you might also bring to mind, and this may have already happened, but if it hasn't, just inviting you to bring to mind somebody who has something, a happiness that you, that you also want. So it can be very easy to share the happiness of others who we feel we have no investment in the thing that's making them happy. But sometimes, as, as Catherine gave in her example yesterday, we can see somebody else enjoying something and it kind of pierces us in a certain way because it reminds us something that we don't have. So you might play with this. this. You might have noticed often actually it's much more of a mixed, mixed feeling than that. So there's a part of us that's glad and a part of us that's a little wistful. So maybe bringing to mind a scenario where this is the case for you. Noticing how that feels. And whether you feel it or not, maybe seeing the other person's happiness. And what's it like to Experiment with the phrase, I'm happy for your happiness. And there may be truth in that. Or it may feel like that's 
just a step too far. And if that's the case, what about the other phrase? May your happiness and good fortune continue. Inviting this person again and again into your into your heart, into your mind's eye. And if some other feelings than gladness come up for you. If you find yourself struggling with this then remembering the intention to hold yourself dear. So this is just about noticing what happens. You can tell yourself it's okay. You don't have to be any different. You don't have to experience this differently. May I hold myself with kindness. So whenever you're ready, you can invite a different person or people into your awareness. You can move between people that are very easy for you and people that are a little more challenging. I'm happy for your happiness. May your happiness and good fortune continue.
feeling the different flavors or observing the different flavors of happiness. that people encounter. The different ways in which beings are touched by gladness. And perhaps now coming back to somebody who you find it very easy to share in their happiness. So, a dear friend, somebody whose happiness it's easy for you to participate in. It may also be the memory of a stranger where you just felt a a natural, easy rush of enjoyment of their enjoyment. 
holding them there in your mind's eye. And perhaps letting them see your own delight in their happiness. You share this common experience of happiness with them. Just taking a moment to let that land. Any lingering sense of appreciation. And coming home to the sense of your body. This body with its great capacity for sensitivity to joy and to appreciation. So moving as you need to move. And I'll let Catherine say something about, um, you might have noticed that a sheet has gone up about interview groups. So I'll let Catherine talk about that a little and then explain what we're going to do in the walking period. So please check the notice board um, after the walking. The first group meetings are at 11.45, group A and B. And A, group A will meet with Jaya in the lounge and group B with me in the library. So at the end of the next sitting, we'll 
remind you to go off to that. And the intention of the groups is to come along. Please do come along. You're not obliged to say anything. But it's a forum where you can ask questions, say a little bit about what's happening in your meditation, what's interesting to you, what's showing up in your heart and mind, um, anything you'd like clarified, and we might explore a little bit with you. And it's people find it often very helpful to listen to each other. So even if you haven't got anything to say, come along, um, and we'll just check out how you're doing. Um, bottom line is... Are you doing okay? And if you're not, uh, how are you doing with that? And we'll help you work with that. Uh, group C and D are meeting this afternoon, and Group E and F will meet tomorrow morning. Um, so there's a space for everybody to meet. If something's coming up that feels urgent or very difficult, leave us a note, and one of us will try to meet with you. Uh, otherwise, the group is a good place to check things out both the lovely and the difficult and the in-between. All is welcome. So um, I'm really uh, happy that the rain has finally stopped for this morning. It feels very um, auspicious and appropriate. So um, I thought for this walking practice... Uh, we could do this together, but to do it outside and to make this a practice of uh, appreciation with the senses. So um, there's an opportunity to notice as many um, pleasurable things as you can or as you like with all of these senses. You might have begun this over breakfast. So we can take time, we'll walk together and every so often I will ring the bell and we can just stop. And when we stop, just take the opportunity to sense around you. And I'll, I'll, give, the, I'll give the instructions right now so because it might be very difficult to hear when we're, we're all out there walking. Um, but to uh, bring your attention to your sense of sight and your sense of hearing, smell, touch, and just pause and just see what arrives through each of these sense doors. What is there to appreciate here in this moment? Really let yourself savour it and drink it in and feel the impact of that on the system, on the heart. So it's, a, it's unusual. We, we, once we start doing this, I've done this exercise even in really sort of grungy village halls. And it's amazing what you, what you suddenly realise is there to be enjoyed and appreciated. And here we're at the opposite end of the, the spectrum. It's just a, an overabundance of juiciness outside. So really let yourself have it and drink it in. The air, the sun the plants, the birds. Okay. And you might find that you're particularly drawn to one of your senses, and that's, that's okay. So exploring uh, 
where it really draws your attention but also you know they're noticing if you prioritize something and actually well what's if I'm usually on the visual channel what's here on the on the auditory channel and what's it like maybe to give some attention to those senses that we we don't often pay so much attention to like the sense of smell what do I notice so whenever we stop there's an opportunity to do that and of course they're all happening all the time and also the sense of touch and as you as you walk really um, having the moments of walking as well as having the moments of stopping so you can be sort of like a like a honeybee going from one flower to another and just really filling yourself up with uh, things to appreciate and of course if you you find yourself thinking oh, I don't want to be doing this walking I want to be doing something else then just uh, holding that resistance with some kindness and, and tenderness so the the group walking as Catherine was saying is in a way it's like a it feels can feel constricting and in a way it's a really easy reminder it's like we don't have to keep bringing our minds back to what we're supposed to do because it's kind of there all the time with us it's a it's a useful holding so I suggest that we meet um, just in a circle outside on the front lawn so get what you what you need and um, we'll just gather in a circle on the front lawn and then start from there Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.